you're not being the leader that God's calling you to be as a business owner if you don't allow them to take those things off your plate. So it's you have to be willing to let go of those things that really aren't the best use of your time. Um, and I another analogy I always say is, what is it costing you? Like, take your hourly rate and multiply it by how long it's taking you to do that task. And then if you go ask a VA to give you just an estimate of what it would take them, I guarantee you it's probably going to be half the time it would have taken you. And it's less money because they're not charging the same hourly rate that you are. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hi there, welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Position to Thrive Workshop, where we're teaching the pricing strategies that you will honor and respect both you and your client's value, and also will help you to create a healthy margin in your business. And inside the workshop, we also teach about that three must tell business stories to help you to attract not just followers, but buyers to your business. Please go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop. Again, it's a powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop. Or just go to the show notes, you will get a link. That was my friend, Angie Robinson. After successfully running her own thriving virtual system business for nearly two decades, she founded the Kingdom Virtual Assistant School, where she trains aspiring virtual assistants to design their own unique practice in partnership with God. She uses her certified life and career coach training to support her students and in her work with entrepreneurs. Outside the Kingdom VA school, she supports small business to streamline their operations so they are free to focus on their own God-given callings. When not teaching her students or supporting her clients, Angie spends time journaling with Jesus, taking natural walks around her Florida home with her husband and laughing with friends, family, and neighbors. In today's episode, we're going to talk about five things you should do before hiring a virtual assistant. Also, three common mistakes that a lot of people make when working with a virtual assistant and so much more. Are you excited? Get your paper and pen ready. Now, let's check with Angie. Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. I'm glad to be here. You know, uh, moments ago, we just talked about our hair, you see? <laughs> I mean, just look at hair, how beautiful rich it is. And my hair today is that all direction. What do you do? Real life, people, real life. So <laughs> now yes. we want to talk about this. Is Angie such an expert when it comes to uh, operation for your business? Uh, actually, she even done a fantastic training for my clients uh, inside the Pro- Power One Framework program, talk about SOP and all that. So 
In the introduction, you guys already know how awesome she is, but we always love to hear from, you know, the master herself. <laughs> so <laughs> Angie, share us, share with, please share with us a little bit about your journey, how you arrived here. Okay, perfect. Yeah, uh, gosh, I was in my early 20s and um, really just felt I was working in corporate jobs, various jobs, admin jobs, um, and felt very stifled and like I wasn't really able to express who I was, much less knew who I was at that time. Um, and just kind of went on this journey to figure out what is it that you know God was calling me to, what was he wanting me to do? Um, and I ended up going to college. I went later. I didn't go right out of high school like most people do. I ended up going a little bit later um, and went to a, a community college first and was taking classes there and loved the whole community aspect and loved the people. I, I ended up getting a job at the college and loved working there, um, really enjoyed it. And it was time for me to graduate and either continue on with my degree or start a career. And I just wasn't quite sure exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And it was the time when Oprah was really getting into this live your best life thing. And she was doing all the shows and having all these life coaches on and life coaching was a like a really new kind of profession um, that was wasn't so much new it was just really getting pronounced. Um, and at the time she had before there was Facebook, there were like discussion boards. So I'm really dating myself here, but <laughs> <laughs> but there was discussion boards. And so you would go into these chat rooms and you would chat with people and she had her own and there happened to be a life coach in there. And she was starting to talk about, you know, your purpose and do you know what you want to do when you grow up kind of thing. And she was looking for clients on a pro bono basis because she was just getting started with her practice and she wanted some clients to, to practice with basically. So I reached out to her. And we started working together and she started to, you know, kind of help me decipher what, what path did I want to go on? Did I want to go down, you know, back to school? Did I want to start a career? What did I want to do? Um, and oddly enough, it wasn't anything that she did coaching. It was her newsletter that she sent out. And there was an ad in the newsletter for a virtual assistant school. And I was like, a virtual assistant school? What is that? And so I immediately went to the site. I like, devoured it and started spending hours and hours just diving into the site. There was just so much great information and learning about what this industry was and what do virtual assistants do? And you mean I'd be my own, my own boss? I could have my own business? And that was really what was calling to me. Um, and so I ended up enrolling in the school and took the program and graduated. And um, that was huh, almost 20 years ago. <laughs> And I graduated in December of that year. And then May, the following May, um, I, my husband and I, I went to him and I said, look, I either need to do this full time or I just need to stay in a job, but I can't do both. I got to, you know, I, I got to do one or the other. Um, and he was like, well, I believe in you. I think you can do this. Um, let's just go ahead and set a date for you to quit your job. So we decided May 31st would be my last day. So I had to give a two weeks notice. So two weeks prior to May 31st, I go, I was getting ready to go into my boss's office and I got a phone call from my husband and he goes, um, I just got laid off from work. And I went, oh, <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> and he was like, you know what though? I feel peaceful about it. I feel like God still wants you to do this and pursue this. So don't 
change anything that we've already planned, just do it. And, um, and so I went in, put in my two weeks notice and uh, started my practice. We, we ended up, uh, I started my practice probably June, like kind of officially in June. And I haven't looked back since. And in fact, uh, my husband ended up finding some like uh, temporary work and just doing some like contract labor and stuff. And then he, that ran out and my business started to take off. And so I needed help. And he said, well, you know, I said, why don't you just come work with me right now until you figure out what you want to do. And that was, you know, 17 years for him. So he's been working with me for 17 years. So we both do this business. So we have our virtual assistant company. Um, and then of course we've launched a school now to train virtual assistants. Uh, we launched that last year. So yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's the short nutshell of the journey. There's been lots of ebbs and flows along the way, but that's how I got started. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, um, uh, interesting story in between. And But talking about God's goodness. Mm-hmm. And and thank you for being obedient. And so now we have that story to tell. I mean, now listen to your story is awesome, but I'm sure the struggling in between, right? Uh, yeah. That moment inside your heart and mind. I think that that's a, I mean, that's a process there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, what's been fascinating to me is when I, I was so naive when I started this business, I was so naive. I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what it, what it was like to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have uh, my, none of my, neither of my parents were entrepreneurs. I didn't, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I, I kind of went into it blindly with just knowing that if this is where God was calling me, then I'm just going to go for it and it'll work. If it, if that's what he's calling me to do, it's going to work. And so I went in with that level of faith and it, it clearly, it worked, you know, he clearly, he, that's the path. But when we started this VA school, very different process, because then I found myself second guessing myself. Is this really what God wants me to do? All the things that kind of trip up an entrepreneur were tripping me up and I'm going, but I've run a successful business for the last 19 years. Why is this so much harder to do? Um, And it, it was a process. It was just another, I guess now I'm more aware and it was a bigger risk than it was back then. Back then, I mean, I wasn't it didn't take much to replace my income. Let's just put it that way. So any little bit that I made, I mean, I, I, by the end of the first year of business, I was already making what I had made in the corporate job. Again, it wasn't much. Um, so, and plus I was in my twenties, we didn't need a whole lot then, but I guess the, the leap was different this time because now it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is what my husband and I do. And now we're going to venture off into this other area. And what is that going to be like? And will that jeopardize anything? And the risks were were much greater. Uh, so it was a quite interesting to see how that played out and the dynamics of that. I'm so glad you say that because, you know, for a lot of new entrepreneurs uh, and especially for Christians who talk about, you know, step out face and, and do what God calls and stuff like that. I think um, uh, some people, when they look at, uh, you know, people like us a little bit, you know, ahead of a journey, and then they will say, oh, you know, you guys are good, right? Because you guys already have uh, everything figured out. You guys already have the revenue. And so you guys don't have any challenge anymore, right? Yeah. But it's not true. Just like Angie say, the actually, the further you grow, uh, the risk 
level also higher, also grow higher. Uh, isn't they say that spiritually speaking, they say a um, new new level, new devil, that type of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? It's, for me, it's like the, uh, uh, the higher we go, let's just say, um, I don't know, don't you guys just love that sometimes people say, oh, join this program, you know, uh, XYZ day, you get to a six-figure range or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, number, not even the point. The point is the business owner ourselves, we need to grow to get ready, able to take the responsibility of whatever the six figure, seven figure, eight figure, right? Yeah, totally. uh, different level is very different responsibility. Totally. Um, but now we got kind of a change a little bit direction of a conversation because well, kind of the same is like, as we know that uh, if we want to grow our business, uh, we cannot like forever, just like a one person show, right? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. just only have uh, 24 hours and limited mental bandwidth and all that. Uh, so many um, business, they start the first one probably is a virtual assistant, you know, hire someone first to are uh, able to hang over some task. So uh, they have more, a little bit more margin to do uh, what, they, what they are called to do. So, uh, Angie, can you kind of share with us that what are the things that, you know, we should do before we hire our first virtual assistant? Absolutely. Yes. I see this throughout the years. I have seen so many um, potential clients come to me and they struggle. Uh, they get they either get to a place where they, they're doing it because they think they should do it or somebody's told them to do it, or they've gotten to a place of, oh my gosh, I'm in a panic, I need help. Um, and inevitably, either of those situations are, are, are never good. You know, you want to try and, as much as possible to prepare ahead of time. It just makes the relationship much richer. It makes it better. Um, it, gives, it gives you some flexibility and breathing room to, because you're building a relationship. And um, that's what I teach. That's the way I practice is I build a relationship with my clients. First and foremost, that's the most important to me. Um, tasks and everything aside, I have to build a relationship because, you know, this is almost like a marriage. I mean, it's a it's a business marriage, if you will. I'm I'm there to support my clients um, in what they're doing and execute what they're doing. And if if the relationship's not strong, it's not going to work. Um, and so that that's the first and foremost is you want to build that relationship. Um, and so when you're in a panic, it, it can it can really mess that up. But, you know, one of the things, the first things I see is, is a lot of entrepreneurs don't have a clear direction of their business. And what I mean by that is that they either don't know what they're going to be offering in their business. They don't know who their market is, um, what they're going to be offering. They don't have like a, a specific way that they're going to capture leads into their business. Um, when you don't have those things, when you don't have like your goals, like what are you going to be doing in the quarter or six months or a year? Um, it can really, that it's hard for you. If you don't know what, where you're going, it's hard for you to lead and, and give direction to somebody else um, to follow along with you. So it's really important to really understand what is the direction of your business? Where are you going with your business? Um, another thing to think about too is, you know, do you want a big business or do you want a boutique business? You know, I have a lot of clients. I have one client now that, you know, she wants to keep things very boutique. You know, she does a training but she limits it to, you know, 25 people. Um, it's very one-on-one with her. It's very individual. There's an application process. 
she that's the way she wants. She doesn't want to just have hundreds of people come through. I mean, over time we have, but for the actual course itself, she wants it to be intimate. Um, that's her style. Then I have another client where we want to blow the lid off this thing and get as many people in as we can and reach as many people as we can. So where where do you stand? Do you want a boutique? Do you want to be a large company? You know, what does it look like for you? Um, do you want to eventually sell your business or do you want to keep it? You know, is it something that will just die with you? Is it something that you want to leave a legacy for? Um, is it something that, you know, you, you build it to a certain point, you sell it off, uh, you hand it over, you bring somebody up. Like for me, for the, the school, the Kingdom Virtual Assistant School, I eventually want to train teachers, um, students that have gone through the program, have graduated and have successfully started their business um, to invite them to come back in to become a teacher so that they can start to lead classes so that eventually when I'm gone, this continues on and God's work continues on. So what do you want for your business? Do you want to leave a legacy or is it just going to be kind of, I work with people while I'm here and I'm done, which is neither one is wrong or right. Um, so that's something to think about whenever you're you're thinking of your business, what direction are you going in? Another area I see is have a thorough understanding of what it takes to run your business. So this is another area. It never fails. I'll get on a, a call with a client and they're like, I am, I am so overwhelmed. I'm so burnt out. I don't know. I just don't have time for anything. And I, I just, I need help. And I'm like, okay, well, let's peel back that, you know, peel the onion here and let's see what, what, is, what does that mean? You know, what, what does it look like? What do you need help with? I don't know. I just need some help. Okay. <laughs> That's so vague. I need some help here. So it, it's really helpful if you know what it takes to run your business and you should know what it takes. I, I am an advocate for, you should know what, how your business operates. Even if you're not, even if you aren't going to be doing it, you need to know because that way, if something happens, things don't fall through the cracks and you're always aware and you're an informed owner of your business and you know what's happening. Um, I have a client, uh, well, I'm sorry, not a client. It was a, a my, one of my husband's bosses. Um, he turned over all of his finances to a bookkeeper and he didn't pay attention. She said, write a check. He wrote a check. He, she, he said, she said, pay the bill. She paid the bill. Wh you know, whatever it took, he didn't ask. He didn't think. He didn't look at his books. And then one day he went to the bank to do something and found out that his bank account was quite low. And he was like, what's going on? She had been embezzling money. Like, so it's it's always good to be informed about your business and know what's happening in your business. Um, so a couple of things that you could do there to do that is it's so simple. Literally just take a pad of paper, keep it beside your desk and start writing down the things that you're doing throughout the day. This helps you to keep a list of what's going on. And then you can take that list and look over it and say, huh, okay, I see what it takes to run my business. And now if you're at that point where you're bringing somebody on, you have a good sense of what it takes. And then look at that list together and say, you know, these are things I don't enjoy doing and I really don't want to be doing anymore. And that's what you hand over, right? It's really just that simple. Um, so I, I always encourage, that's one of the first things if, I, if I'm interviewing with somebody and they're unclear as to what they want to do with me or have me do for them, um, I send them off with homework and I say, I want you for the next 24 to 48 hours to take a pad of paper, put it beside your desk or wherever it is that you're working um, and just start taking notes of what it is that you do throughout the day. And then we'll meet back together and we'll go through that list together. Um, and it always brings up some good juicy things, always. Um, 
Also, are there areas in your business where you, you know, would like to grow, but you can't because you're too tied to answering emails all day for customer service, or you're too busy, you know, trying to figure out how to upload your podcast, or you're too busy trying to do a graphic for Instagram. Um, you know, think about those things as well. Like what are what are some areas where you're stifling your business because you can't you're so bogged down in the doings of your business that you can't let that go to to be able to focus on the revenue generating. I always call it the revenue generating aspect, which is any activity that it takes to generate revenue for your business. Um, you want to be focusing as a business owner. That's your focus. Everything else you need to hand off to somebody else. And it's still it's a it's a um, you know it's it, it's still generating revenue in a respect. It's just a it's not a direct generating revenue activity. Um, but it's still important to the operation of your business. Uh, so that those are just some things to think about whenever you're thinking about how your business runs. Just keep that pad of paper. It's the best best tool. Um, the other area I see a lot of uh, people, business owners trip up in is being willing to let go. This is our baby. Your business is your baby. This is what you love. This is what you have been called to do. This is what you feel connected to. Um, you have birthed this thing just like you would have birthed a child, and like it's 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 innate in you, and you're so tied to it, and you you're so careful and nurturing of it. Um, and I hear all too often, you know, well, it's just easier if I just do it myself, you know, than to than to try and tell somebody how to do it. And that is a that's a lie from the pits. I mean, it really is. It really is because it will trip you up. It will keep you stuck. Um, you have to be willing to let those things go. And not only that, you're, uh, you're almost, it's almost as if you're robbing somebody of their gift and their blessing if you don't allow them to come in and take those things over for you. Um, and then you're not being the leader that God's calling you to be as a business owner if you don't allow them to take those things off your plate. So it's, you have to be willing to let go of those things that really aren't the best use of your time. Um, and I, another analogy I always say is what is it costing you? Like take your hourly rate and multiply it by how long it's taking you to do that task. And then if you go ask a VA to give you just an estimate of what it would take them, I guarantee you, it's probably going to be half the time it would have taken you. And it's less money because they're not charging the same hourly rate that you are. Um, I'll give you an example of this. It took me, we lived in another house that was, it was larger um, and we, uh, it took me about three hours to clean the house myself. And I sat down and I said, how long is three hours of my time at my rate? And then when, how much can I hire somebody to clean my house? And it was significantly less. And I was like, done hiring them. And I had a cleaning company come in and clean the house. Um, it, it allowed me, it freed me up to be able to go focus on my business, to do some other revenue generating activities work with my clients, get new clients, go networking, whatever it is that I needed to do, it freed me up. And somebody else was handling those that detail and they were operating in the gift that they were called to do. You know, there are people out there, housekeepers that they're called to what they're doing and they love what they do. Um, and so I was glad that I was able to bless somebody, bless their business um, and allow them to work in the gifts that they were called and then allow me to work in the gifts that I'm being called to, to do. So, you know, Think about that as well when you're uh, when how much it's costing you when you're doing that task, um, and you know we have to be willing to trust God in everything. And part of you know letting go is allowing Him to move. Um, when when He is always wanting to shift and stretch us, 
And the more that we are, are disassociating, or not disassociating, I don't want to use that word, but detach ourselves and stop being so attached and attach ourselves to him, the more that allows him to move and grow. Um, so it's super you know, important to just allow him to do the work. After all, this is his business anyway. He's called us to do this. Um, we're just the hands and feet for him. So we need to allow him, give him that space to move. Um, and the another thing that I see business owners doing is, you know, understand change takes time and be flexible and open to it. And you've probably heard the saying, the ark wasn't built in one day and it wasn't. Um, you know, business will ebb and flow and there'll be growth and there'll be rest periods. Um, and so we just need to be flexible in our businesses and understand that it's going to take time. It's going to take time to onboard somebody. It's going to take time to bring somebody in the business. There'll be time to, to train them. But then once they're trained, they're trained, you know, and that's done. And that's, it's a, it's a kind of a one and done type thing. You know, now you've, you've trained them, um, you've got a process and it's, it's duplicatable now. Um, so being able to flex and move with our business and also, you know, anytime we implement something new, there's a transition period. There's going to be a period where we move from one direction to another. There'll be that little bit of transition, you know, kind of like I was saying how, you know, last year we opened up the King of VA school and there's that transition for me. And there's this growth that I'm having to go through and a whole nother mindset shift that I'm having to do that I thought that I had addressed, but it clearly hadn't. So there's that change. Um, and like I was saying earlier, God's always up-leveling and stretching us. So we need to be, be able to flex, be flexible. And the last thing is um, know your strengths and your weaknesses. This kind of goes back to documenting your tasks. So once you've documented all those tasks that you're doing throughout the day, um, kind of go through them. And just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should be doing it. And uh, there's, you know, God's equipped others in the body to take those things on whether it's social media or bookkeeping or, you know, general VA work or, um, you know, e-commerce or customer service, whatever it is for your business, God's equipped somebody for that um, and just allow them that opportunity to, you know, use, utilize their gifts. And uh, where God's designed us as the body and we all, we all have a part of the body that we um, are responsible for. And, but the body as a whole, when we come together, it, it makes up the whole body and we support each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's knowing your strengths and knowing which part of the body that you're moving, whether it's the finger or the elbow or whatever, it, it's important to know that, uh, you know, cause if you're, if you're the elbow, you, you can't also be the toe. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, and then when we focus on, our part of the body that God's called us to, you know, like I said, we allow God to minister uh, to us by using others in the body to come alongside us and keep us operating keep us from grinding and give us a place of grace and, uh, and support us in that way. Yeah. Wow. You guys know now, I think I can just hand a mic to her and I can check out. You see how informative, I mean, how knowledgeable she is. So I just want to piggyback on a couple of things here. So, I mean, uh, Angie gave us a great, a lot of great tips here. Uh, I mean, if we kind of sum it up overall. One, I know some of you, you're listening to this you kind of have a question pop up. It's, well, that sounds great. 
Angie, but from the beginning, you know, if you are in your beginning stage of your business and then you say, okay, I maybe don't have that much cash, I will, you know, uh, do everything myself. And we get that, we totally get that. We all we all started from there. But I want to encourage you, if that's the case, you want to kind of reserve a percentage aside, you know, and then uh, one of the most important thing Angie just shared is you really have to clear have to really clear about you know what kind of the task uh, is are required for your business so as you write those things down and after a while as you have more revenue coming you right away can say okay look at those tasks uh, those tasks like either you don't like to do them or you are not very good at it okay and and then let me just kind of uh, give a little kick here it's guys I know as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think we can do everything, okay? But which is not true, okay? You have to put your ego aside to say, I'm okay with Photoshop, but I'm not really good at it, for example. And there are people out there are much better, just like Angie said, you probably spend a whole lot less money compared with your hourly rate, and you can get somebody to do a best job you know a lot of time that uh, i remember that i will hire out in let's say fiverr those those places for example to take the background away from my photo you know five dollars yeah. it's not possible you can be that right yeah. <laughs> while well, i'm trying to like front of the photoshop and and try to play around and try to get the background clean it's just totally a best stewardship example right there uh it also remind me that all angie just say about uh inside in the kingdom they are each single one of us wired with different gifting i remember the book uh the rabbi uh i think daniel he said thou, thou shalt prosper that book and inside he said in the jewish community that you won't find uh, they mow their own long. He yeah. said that, you know, they will hire a, a brother who has a long mowing company <laughs> and hire them to do the long, not themselves. Yeah. Because, uh, and they, if, uh, uh, or somebody have a, um, a plumber, or they will not do themselves because they, the principle is, they will hire the professional to do the job while they do their own job, which is what God called call them to do. And in this way, everybody prospers. Yeah. So we really have to remember that. Um, so Angie, what is some, would you say some common mistake that say, okay, now I hire my VA, right? And uh, I see this so often that in, <laughs> I made that those mistakes in my early years, but I also see my clients as well. What are some, let's say, three common mistakes that okay. they uh, that, that you see that your clients make when they uh, work with a VA? Sure, sure. So um, one of the first mistakes I see is that they they don't build a relationship with a virtual assistant. Like I was saying earlier, you know, that's something that I train now. You know, to, to kind of talk a little piggyback on what you were saying about, you know, when you're starting out and you need support, 
you know, by all means, find support wherever you can, whether it's Fiverr or Upwork or any place like that, where yeah. you, you know, if you just need to get it done, get it done. Um, in the long term, you want to start to build your team. Um, and, you know, those places are a little bit harder to do that with because they're there for project base and that they're just to get the work done, to get it done. And that's great. And that's what you need. But eventually you want to build that relationship. And a lot of times I see a lot of business owners will will bring in a virtual assistant and they just are tasking them and they don't build that relationship. Um, and we really want to build that relationship because VAs, um, especially, you know, what I teach and what I was taught um, I become a partner with my clients, not in the legal sense, but in the relationship sense. And I start to become an advocate for them and their business. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking out for them. I'm strategizing with them. One of my favorite things that I do for my clients is be is become a sounding board for them because you're starting to, you're an entrepreneur, you're starting a business, and you don't have the water cooler conversations like you did in a in a corporate job. And so you need that team to be that water cooler conversation for you so that you can start to brainstorm ideas, talk about things. Um, I'll have clients come to me and because I've been doing this for 19 years, I've seen, and I, and I work specifically in the coaching industry, I've seen all the trends. I've seen all the things. I've seen all the, all the softwares that were used over the years. Um, and I can give them insight and say, you know, hey, I know you want to start a membership site, but a membership site is going to be pretty involved. And unless you have this amount of a database, it might not be beneficial yet, but let's build it there. So I'm always offering insight and foresight like that for them so that they can make an informed decision and they're just not out there haphazardly doing something. Um, so building that relationship is so important. Your VA can really just be an advocate for you and your business. Another thing is, um, well, like I was saying, you don't use your VA as a sounding board. That's a, that's a huge thing that I don't see a lot of people use. Um, that they, they're, like I said, we're really great at talking things out and strategizing and we listen so well. Like that's one of the things that VAs are great at is we're great listeners um, and they, we will just sit and listen to what you have to say. And in our brains, we're starting to problem solve too. So we're like thinking, okay, they're telling me all this. And I'm also listening for stuff that clients aren't saying, you know? And so I'm trying to, you know, say, okay, what's that underlying thing? Um, and start to really pick up on those nuances so that I can start to support you even better. Um, so really use your VAs as a sounding board and not just as a task horse. Um, the last thing is, and we talked about this in the, you know, the other one I talked earlier is that hoarding tasks and not delegating that's the other thing I see is that 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 scenario of, well, it's just quicker for me just to go do it real quick instead of telling somebody how to do it. Um, that can really trip a business owner up. It's a big mistake that I see often and um, is not allowing, you know, just taking a few minutes uh, to document or just to share. And it could literally just be get on the phone with your VA and just share with them the process. Let them be responsible for documenting it. They may have a better way of doing it anyway. They may see how you're doing it and say, oh, well, I can actually automate this whole process and we don't even have to do it anymore. And you're like, oh, okay. So always be willing to share what it is that you're doing. You just never know. There's there's always going to be a better way to, to do something. Um, so those are kind of the three areas where I see um, entrepreneurs making mistakes when they start working with a virtual assistant. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, I think exactly, especially the, that last point that a lot of time we just say, oh, but I need to stop what I'm doing and spend extra time to train my new VA and that type of thing. But 
Well, that's a little seed to sow right now, yeah. but it will bring a great, great harvest for you. You know, uh, I remember those days I'm doing all my podcast production. Nowadays, we have like, you know, I have uh, a year and then a, a small team. You know, I mean, the whole process, just you guys know, from beginning, if I invite guests all the way to repurpose out in between, we have, I think, I think I would say 50 something steps of yeah. the little things and people say what 50 something steps is not just you guys hop on zoom and talk and do <laughs> <that>. <laughs> exactly. say, no it's not it's a lot of work and you know if you gonna do all this yourself you totally kind of sum my energy out to I should have been doing a whole lot of other stuff you know uh, a whole lot more let's say if we put a monetary number on right yeah. it's a totally again a very best stewardship example right there yeah. uh so uh seriously this is not just about okay for the sake of that's a bless another people yes that's important but also really uh how you steward your own gifts yeah. and so then the other end also they can do themselves and so then you can multiply um for me uh faithfulness right we all have to stand in front of jesus one day and answer that question and faithfulness is about uh did you multiply you know remember that three servants yeah. uh that story did you multiply right remember that only one servant did not multiply and what was the result for him right yeah. totally taken away so angie i cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today and uh, tell us a little bit about where we can find you verbally we surely will put all the links in the show note because uh, i'm sure that there are many people uh, would like to uh work with your work with your va uh because my goodness like a dream right i mean yeah. it's a king kingdom driven my goodness I know. <laughs> right and the other side also maybe there are other uh 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 people that actually they have the organizational skills you know they have uh the very good administrative uh gifts they might be they want to learn about your school and so okay. they can go on so so tell us where we can find you sure sure so for the school the kingdom virtual assistant school if you just go to kingdomva.com or kingdomva school excuse me dot com uh, that'll take you to the school. There's uh, information on there. When we're starting, we're going to be uh, opening up enrollment. Oh, enrollment's open now, um, and we'll start in October for the first class. Um, so you can check that out there. And, and there's an application, so you can fill it out. And I schedule a call with you just to make sure it's a good fit for you and that that's what you want to pursue. Um, so there's no obligation there, but uh, we do do an application process. And then if you want to work with a Kingdom Virtual Assistant, if you go to kingdomva.com, um, that is where you can go. You'll learn about what we're we're about. Um, there's an application on there as well. And then I take that application personally. I review it. Um, I look at our alumni and I match it up with those VAs that would be a good fit for you. I send it out to them um, and then they would be in touch with you directly to schedule a call and interview with you. Um, and they, they'll do an interview process with you as well and get to know you and what your needs are. And, um, and then you'll be able to make a decision there and as to whether you want to continue on with one. That's awesome. Yeah. So Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I appreciate it. 
How did you enjoy the episode? I hope that you have taken a lot of notes and you're ready to hire your first VA or the second VA. And uh, also, I would like to invite you that if you are one of those kingdom leaders and Christian entrepreneurs, that you would like to learn more about how you can use story communication to attract not just followers, but buyers. And also really nail down your pricing strategy. Then I would like you to come to my workshop on September 9th. Last time we filled up the workshop very quickly because the price is only $88. So think about it. in $88 in two hours, you will be able to nail these two areas will help you to literally increase your revenue and also uh, attract a loyal tribe. So I think it's a really good investment. Please go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop. Again, it's a powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop. And we also put a link in the show note or go to my Instagram that's connected there in my bio link. Also, uh, there is information ready for you. Okay. I cannot wait to connect with you and I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com. 